All right, everybody. Welcome on back to Mind Over Matter. We are live in person with episode 41 guest, Carly. If you haven't checked out that episode, it will be in the description. This is the most jerry-rigged setup I think I've ever done. So if the mic sounds garbage, um, I'm sure I'll find out later, but I'll be messing with it throughout. So definitely let me know, I guess. But we're just going to cover some uh, mental health issues, a lot to do with kind of adjusting to plans that don't come through, especially when you are traveling. Um, and yeah, we're just going to get into a bunch of stuff because we're live. We're here in person and uh, we got some Pink Whitney, baby. You are you already know for the ones that know the old podcast. So yeah, we're going to let it rip. Uh, we'll see you there. All right, well, she already botched it. She didn't come ready with a drink. <clears throat> but we are in Cape Coral, tough, tough webcam, tough mic setup. Um, we've had a pretty tough week, so there's not really much else to say about it. Um, it's been an absolute blast, actually. So I'll just start it off real quick. Uh, Carly flew in from South Dakota, where she is from, where the first where she was in the first podcast. Link down below. And uh, she had plans set up, had everything kind of ready, had a whole itinerary laid out and just kind of fell through. So she gave me a call on Monday. I was in Tampa. She was in Miami. And which is four hours, which is four hours away. Yeah, a little, little bit of a drive. So I hopped in my sister's old Chevy Sonic, 2011, 140,000 miles on it. Had gasket just replaced a couple months ago, and got two hours in, roundabout Fort Myers area, um, between Fort Myers and Naples. For anyone, yeah, we're in Fort Myers, Cape. Cape Coral, four miles. Um, beautiful sunset right now, actually. And started driving, stopped at a Lowe's after I, or not Lowe's, Loves, oops. After I stopped at the Loves, hit the road again. And as I was driving, the traction control light came on. And I used to have a manual Jetta, so it wasn't like a big deal. And in the snow, that shit always flashed. So I thought it was just another one of those times where it just started flashing. And Sure enough, the check engine comes on as well, and I look through the rearview mirror, and I am blowing white smoke, only white smoke, out of the exhaust. Don't know what to do. I'll have to pull up a picture and leave it uh, somewhere for you guys to check out, but I tried to wrap. Actually, it's on my Twitter. I tried to wrap the, pulled over, of course, tried to wrap the reservoir, I guess you could say with an apron first i started with a towel the towel did not work and then i went on to a sock and the only tape that i had was a lint roller so i tried to wrap a sock around the hole with the lint roller sure enough that wasn't even the problem anyways but i did find an apron i did solve that problem and no longer leaked um, but then the car wouldn't start so a little brutal um ended up throwing it to a shop ubering to an airport 
catching a rental, then picking her up in Miami and having a good time. So since then, we've had a good time. The car status is pretty brutal. The car is definitely dead. My engine is gone. And um, that's that's a problem for another time. But each day, we uh, we don't really know what we're doing. We're going day by day. And it went from a complete planned trip to day by day, no idea what's going on. So figured we'd hop on a podcast, share some thoughts, because it's been a little brutal for us both. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Get you some. What you got to say? Okay. So originally, I did have these plans, and then they kind of fell through, and I called Trevor crying, and I was like, Trevor, you're the only other guy I know, and you're the only other person I know in Florida right now because our whole group is actually in Costa Rica, who usually is out of <laughs> here, and I couldn't really call any of them, and I <laughs> ended up calling the boss man and I was just kind of left him a message like, uh, I don't really know what to do here. I'm vulnerable and alone in the airport. And Trevor, without as hesitation at all, was like, I'm packing. I'm on my way. I'll be there in four hours. No, I did. I, I did hesitate. Don't let her lie. I did hesitate a little. It I was tweaking. I was tweaking. It didn't seem like he hesitated. <laughs> Let's just say that. I but show. he was like, I'll be there in four hours. And I was like, OK, bet. So I'm just like chilling in the airport and after an hour of sitting in the airport, I'm like, I need to get out of here because for one, somebody tried stealing my bag. <laughs> somebody literally came up to me and was like, my bag, my bag. No. And I was like, no, this is my bag. Cause I'm sitting here vulnerable as shit with three bags, like huge bags. Like I overpack really bad. No. <laughs> and no. <laughs> She brought three suitcases for a week-long trip. I've never went anywhere without more than one bag. If you're a girl, I think you understand that you don't really know. Well, I understand too. But, but anyway, <laughs> it was getting to the point where I was like, I'm uncomfy. I need to get out of here. I can't just wait in the airport the whole time. So I got a lift to a hotel. And the four-hour trip ended up being like a six-hour trip for Mr. Trevor here. Because he ended up texting me halfway through when he got to Naples, Fort Myers, and he sends me a picture of his vehicle. And I just start breaking down crying. And I'm just like, what is going on with this trip? Like, <laughs> And it was a flight through the storm. It was a flight through the storm. So the whole thing was just like from start kind of until now. But we're, I mean, we're, we're alive. We're living. But until now, it's just been bad luck <laughs> yeah so literally like when the plane landed everyone was clapping type situation and i'm like heck yes oh my god like we made it and then this situation just kept funneling but he ended up getting there around like midnight yeah, it was, yeah. like yeah midnight whatever and then we just hung out whatever and then the next day we were just like okay what are we gonna do so we go to the beach and we just have a good day and we're just like, all right, what are we going to do tomorrow? And we're just kind of like, you know what? Let's just figure it out tomorrow. Like, let's yeah. just go by day by day. Like, and that's kind of how like our mantra this whole trip has kind of been like, nobody cares and nobody, nothing <laughs> matters. Like just freaking do what you want, like day by day. And that's kind of how we should live anyway. But 
it seems like when you're on a vacation and when you're on something that's like planned, it's like I traveled how many miles and across how many states to get to this place. And he traveled in his vehicle and then his vehicle ended up just freaking dying on him. And then throughout the whole next few days of like trying to plan, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? In his mind, he's like, what am I going to do with my vehicle? Like, what is the situation with my vehicle? But we're still just sitting here like we're alive. We're in Miami. Like, we're just going to have a good time. And finally, I just broke down three days later to him like an hour ago. And that's when we were like, all right, let's do a podcast. Like, let's just like talk about it a little bit. And because I was holding it in and like we both were saying how like I was holding in my emotions for him with his vehicle and he was holding in his emotions for me and my situation. So we've both just been like trying to be like strong for each other. And finally, we were just like, Frick this. Frick this. Like, what is going on? Like, what is this trip? What is this life? And then finally, we came back around to nobody cares. Nothing matters. We're alive. We are breathing. And we are still in the beautiful state of Florida. And we're together. Like, we are right here. Like, last time we did a podcast, it was screen to screen. And, like, I could touch him. Like... Good time. Yeah. Just an amazing person, for one. Trevor's a fucking amazing person. Want to say that because I don't know a lot of people that would drive, let alone four hours, but six hours after their vehicle got completely effed. And then he went and got a rental and then just left his vehicle at a auto body shop. My whatever. boy Jim's Automotive out here in Fort Myers. Shout out to him. He's been helping to play out for sure. Looking to buy the car. Um, yeah. So it best case scenario kind of turned out with his vehicle in kind of. I mean, you can talk more. Uh, yeah. So I want to go back actually real quick because I was trying to get a rental car and the whole thing. I, well, I have the rental car. I was supposed to extend it for uh, tomorrow. It's it's doing about an hour <laughs> and it won't get there for about another 24 hours. So just kind of looking into all that and realize like it just, it just wasn't working out. Nothing was working. Nothing was going the right way. Everything just kind of a mess. Um, and so while I was figuring that out, I was just kind of letting her know that, Hey, uh, tomorrow's kind of just gotta be my last day. I gotta go home. I, can't really do much more. I don't have a car. Miami's too far for any one of my family to drive round trip to just come pick me up. And even right here where my rental car is, is a little too far for anyone to drive around trip. So we're, I'm still kind of figuring out what to do there. That, that's a tomorrow problem. But um, yeah, so I asked her like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And then she just kind of broke down, which is reasonable. Um, the whole thought process I was having the whole time was, you know, there's this 125 pound blonde girl walking the streets of Miami alone. Personally, I don't think that's a good idea. I just watched Sound of Freedom Sunday. Great movie. Um, but yeah, I just didn't didn't feel right with it all. Knew that my bank account was low. Knew, knew that it may not have been a good idea, but I had no real choice. I kind of had to just go. 
I wasn't going to let it happen. So, so let it, let it rip. And, um, yeah, I ended up just having a good time. Everything that we've ended up doing is just a good time. We, yeah, the whole time, just, just one new thing after another. And I, I was just texting my brother. He asked, how are we doing? And I said, my dad's favorite phrase, another day in paradise. As you can see, we have a beautiful palm tree in the backdrop. This, this is, is this is our third hotel. Yeah, five, third, yeah, third round three. In three days. Um, yeah, just text him back, another day in paradise. And he um, he sent back, you know, that's what I try to look at things. I, I was saying, like, the car, my car really could have done anything. It could have rolled, flipped. Real, yeah, Fuck literally that. just imploded. But I was lucky enough to where it just kind of let me know to pull over, and I couldn't, I couldn't move the car literally. So I got lucky that I was able to just pull over and figure something out. There's plenty of motions to talk about. That's why I'm kind of struggling to figure it out where I want to go. Because yeah. um, really, this whole thing is just one big experience. And I guess I could start there. Is I've been kind of trying to coop myself up in my room, stay at home with my parents, grind away. And it's a big money Twitter thing. It's a big thing within young men for sure. Cause they kind of get rid of, they kind of get sick of the partying and then they realize you got to get it together. And then you realize, all right, well, what do I do next? Where do I go from here? All right, let me just hunker down and start grinding. And when you do that, you get zero experience in the real world. Money is fantastic. I have zero and my life is fantastic. <laughs> um, it's just more experiences. I'm going to I wrote so many thoughts down, so there will be a lot of written content coming along with this, but you, you can't, you can't experience anything within your own comfortable zone. And Steve Harvey, one of my favorite quotes. Is success is not comfort. You will never achieve success in comfort. And it just feels good, even though things are just definitely not going either one of our ways, that there is bright in all of it. We are living. A lot of times I think to myself, I could walk, talk, and see, just because it's easy thought. You could think right to yourself. Look, I could walk, I could talk, and I could see. And I mentioned that a couple weeks ago at the beach with John, one of the dudes, homie from the discord like look man yeah this six mile walk on the beach kind of sucks but imagine wheelchairing this shit like like, like wheelchairing on the beach hell no like you you wouldn't be able to walk we wouldn't be able to soak in the sun nothing crazy and, and what just, did you do on the beach today oh hey your boy did a backflip a real backflip just stood up and did me one landed that shit a lot of, of everyone <laughs> Um, oh no, oops, a lot of people to shout out for the backflip. Uh, the biggest one actually is Kale, second one, Kale is in the Discord, second one is Connor. Connor Bandy saw him doing them all growing up and just wanted to do one, so finally I let it rip. Took me about a week. All you have to do is look up a 60 second video on YouTube for almost anything in the world right now, which is the greatest thing. But, um, back to emotions, we've been through a freaking whirlwind of them for sure like like i said before is we've been trying to both keep each other up but we've noticed like 
as we've gone into places too, we've been super positive and super like, Hey, how are you? Like, we're just like, we're trying to make the absolute best out of everything that we can. Like we'll go into a liquor store, we'll go into a convenience store, we'll go into our hotel and we're just like, Hey, like, how's it going? Like, we're really not having a great time right now, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like, and like, just like the simple sayings of, Hey, how's it going to walking? Like I've learned that through him. Like men are just a lot kind of better at this too. I feel like, but we'll be walking by random people and they're just doing their job. And there was a guy who was working a, um, driver parking garage. garage, Yeah. And he was just standing there and you could tell he was like happy, but until he said, how's it going? Then he was like, oh, it's going good. It's a beautiful day. It's great. And me and him are like in our heads, in the back of our heads, like, what are we doing tomorrow? Like, what is the plan? What is, where's the car? What's the car situation? Like, where are we staying? What are we doing? And this guy just like was one example of like, you know, just light. Yeah, just absolute light. And you just have to keep that with you and like, we just keep saying we're alive, like we're alive and well. And I don't live in Florida. I live in South Dakota. So for me, it's like, take a deep breath. You're in Florida. Check out the sunset. Yeah. 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 And on the other, like yesterday we were on the East coast and we couldn't see the sunset. So today it was like, now we can see the sunset. So it's just like the little, little things. And there was a girl who walked by and she had a shirt and said, it's all about the little things. And me and Trevor just kind of looked at the shirt and I was like, look at that shirt right now. Look at that shirt. Like it's all about the little things. And it really is. And that's just like lessons we've learned throughout this. And it's not even halfway done. Like I'm here till Tuesday. I have five more days of this. And I'm still just like, and he's helped me through this immensely as to like, let's plan out what you're going to do and then just kind of take it day by day. But like, that's kind of how life should be is taking it day by day. Like that's how it should be. whether you're on vacation or not, like whether you're at home and you're doing your normal things, like still take it day by day and just like take it as best as you can and talk to the people around you and just be like, Hey, how's it going? Like simple, just, if he wouldn't have said, hey, how's it going to this parking garage worker, there's no way he would have opened up and like made us light up like that. Like he just made both of our moods just sore because we were coming back from the beach, going back to the hotel, kind of like, okay, what do we do now? Like, what's for supper? Like, what do we do? You say supper. <laughs> what's say for supper. dinner? What's for dinner? But anyway, like... You can I'm kind of just going off now, but here you go. Yeah, so when trying to help, she was asking me how I just keep a smile on. And last night I pulled up a video from episode 40 with Kevin and Kathleen. Kathleen was a suicide or is a suicide grief expert. She lost her son to suicide and then a month later found a note saying, Hey mom, don't even show up to my funeral. Um, and towards the end of the podcast, I'm not sure many people saw it. I need to start clipping things, but towards the end of the podcast, it ended up turning into like a little therapy session for me. And I don't even know how I got 
to this clip yesterday. I scrolled through the whole episode. It was like an hour, 45 minutes, found it within two minutes and just played it. It's like, where are you undervaluing yourself, Trevor? And I had Kevin answer because I didn't, I didn't even know the answer. And I keep hearing this over and over again, and I still don't understand it because I just do it, but resiliency. And so Carly kind of asked me today, like, look, man, this, this doesn't make any sense. You're just, I mean, you have like the dark, dark spots, but how, how do you just keep going? How do you, like, you don't even know where you're going to be tomorrow. Like where are you going to sleep? I might end up at the airport sleeping. Who knows? But probably not. We'll see. No, um, um, but she was just kind of asking and it, it just got me thinking and I wrote it down. I started breaking it down. And like she was saying, taking it day by day, the, the, the first step to doing that. And I, when I was depressed, sad, anxious, everything in my parents' place, when I first moved home from the army, I didn't know what to do. And luckily I found a I mean, I just got into Stoicism and Marcus Aurelius and wrote on my wall, what is my purpose? And before you start taking it day by day, you kind of have to figure out your purpose and even even a goal, maybe not just your purpose, but a goal. What are you trying to reach in a month so that you can take it day by day and know that you're taking the extra steps or the essential steps to get there? So she was kind of asking me, like, this doesn't make sense while she's breaking down this doesn't make sense. How are you doing this? And I broke it down into three things. And I think it kind of applies to everyone, really. Um, number one is money. A lot of people start stressing and this is 50% of marriages fail because of this, if not more, because of money, people freak out about money, don't know what they're going to do next. And I applaud my parents immensely because they got through it. And we, we were raised with no money. Um, not no money, but very little. <laughs> and we got everything we wanted, but there wasn't much left over. And I just kind of took that from them. I was lucky enough to take that from them and realize money isn't everything. And especially if you're, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that you, maybe I shouldn't be assuming, but I'm assuming that you're working on yourself and you're trying to figure out your goal. And so if you're already working on yourself and you're already self-conscious about things, you're intelligent enough to figure it out. You will figure it out. You will have a goal. You will figure it out. And I said this earlier too, in five years, none of this will really matter. In five years, this is going to be a hell of a story. Five, <laughs> 10 year, 15 years, I'll be able to tell my son. 20 years from now, when my son calls and asks when he's on the side of the road, because I didn't know what to do, but I knew my parents... We did not have a lot of money. Their cars broke down. I knew I could call them and say, hey, what do I do? I knew my options, but I just needed someone to pull the trigger for me. And it was sad to admit that because as a man, we're supposed to see be seen as decisive and everything. But sometimes just life hits you and you don't know what to do. Um, but money, money is the biggest thing. For help. You need to remember that. Like, it's so hard <laughs> to ask for help, whether that's with your car, with your like you had, the, you talked about this in your last video. Like you asked someone to help you build your house. You asked someone to help you with your AC. You asked someone to help you when your car breaks down. He literally even said that in his video. And oh, I you, did. Yes. And then oh it's my so, God. yes. And it's so hard for people. Why, like, why is it so hard for people with depression to ask for help? And we both deal with this in similar ways. And 
it's just full circle now. Like he literally posted this video like a week ago. And then like a week later, he's literally stuck on the side of the road. And refusing and refusing to ask for help. I, the first 30 minutes I was trying to figure out it, I'm, figure it out on my own. The second 30 minutes I was on the phone with Kevin saying, Hey, what are your, uh, like, what have you ran into to where I could fix this? The third, and I, I don't know why I dreaded it so much. I didn't want to call my parents because I didn't want them to start worrying and know that I'm stuck on the side of the road. Not because it was a stupid decision or anything that I made, but I just didn't want, and they're still worrying. My dad still, I mean, he might've texted me right now, but <clears throat> text me before this. They're, they're still worrying and I just didn't want that to happen, but they're your parents and that's what they're supposed to do. And you flip the script. It's your kid. He calls you. He's on the side of the road. Do you want him to not be able to call you and think that he can't call you? And that's just, that's not right. My parents didn't raise me to be that way. They didn't do anything to where I shouldn't call them. But I blame the army on making me think that I could fix it on my own. Um, <laughs> but on to step two, <clears throat> shitty people. I don't know if you want to talk about this. We talked about it earlier. No. All right. Um, There's just Shitty people, man. It's inevitable it's inevitable yeah and it's it's going to happen you're gonna run into shitty people and kevin texted me the other day what was it do you remember um about your resilience or... no 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 shitty people bad bad people hurt people hurt people no that it was essentially that hurt people hurt people bad people doing bad things to good people is what makes them bad something like that oh it's gonna piss me off that i don't know i really want to figure this out because it's not doing Kevin justice. Kevin's justice. been Kevin's been an absolute G throughout this whole thing. Couldn't thank him enough. Love you, Kevin. Um, give me a second. He's out actually in New York. That's why he's not here. He's with his uh, father and his father's uh, or his uncle, his father's brother. I really, it's got to be here. Now you get to read through all my texts. <laughs> Perfect. Le oh, I left my soap, my toothbrush, my toothpaste. I, d I didn't brush my teeth for two days. Finally just brushed my teeth before this. So another obstacle that we just, hey, got no stroller, but we keep pushing. Just gave him some gum. He was good to go. It, it Just gum. kept getting stuck in his teeth, yeah. though. Like. <laughs> good people getting fucked is how bad people are made. See, I did an injustice. Good people getting fucked is how bad people are made. So shitty people, you end up just running into them. And so when you do end up running into them, you cherish the good times with the good people. And what I was just saying is I drove four hours and I was very lucky. I guess not lucky, but I was very fortunate to have not run into someone who was shitty. So I didn't spend my time with a shitty person. Drove four hours, was able to talk about all the bullshit I just went through. After we talked about the bullshit I went through, then we were able to talk about the bullshit she went through, what I went through. She went, through, and it just keeps going back and forth. And just being able to open up and have knowing someone's going to listen on the other end is one of the biggest things that stops suicide. So. It's very important to find someone that's willing to listen and find good people. And luckily, I was able to see that bright side. So when you are stuck in a bad situation, you do have to look to your left and to your right and just kind of see, look, who are you in this with? And this is what the Army was all about. And Kevin even said he would, 
He wished he could just sit there on the side of the road with me and do nothing. It doesn't matter. We don't, we don't know what to do, but wish we could be in the suck, embrace the suck together. And that's what the army was about. You just, we look to our left, look to our right. These people are great, good people. It's 115 degrees in Afghanistan, working in the middle of the desert with nothing. It, it was ridiculous, but. And that's what you said to me earlier is I, when I was having my breakdown is towards the end of it, obviously it wasn't like right at the beginning where he was like, Hey, I've, I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to Iraq. Like <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was more so of like a, I've just, because it was after I asked the question of where does this resilience come from? And I've now learned to know that it comes from his parents. And it comes from how he's been raised and how he's lived his life. And it's absolutely incredible because like he would answer the phone and he'd be like, hi, Papa. And he'd just like so happy and so great. And like, hey, Mama. Like, and I'd just be like, I'd answer the phone. And I'd be like, hello. Yeah. Like, I would just be like freaking out about the situation. But like his resilience through every situation is absolutely incredible. And he's like, I think it honestly comes from being like, I know I'm going to be okay because I was in Afghanistan. I was in Iraq. I was in situations where I didn't know if I was going to be okay. And like this type of situation, which is out of our control, out of both of our control, like mother nature has had some touchiness in this too. And she's just, she was a little bit of the reason why I kind of went into a, a spiral. Cause she was raining. And then I was looking at this rain and I was just like, here it comes. Again, like, here it day. comes. Like every day too. It's been raining every day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still been like, <laughs> right as we say that, but we're still just like, that's when it really hit me. Like I haven't been through anything like that and I won't ever understand that. And for him to say like, you know, like this is where that kind of comes from is because I didn't know sometimes if I was going to be okay. I didn't know what tomorrow would bring. And like, really none of us know what tomorrow brings. Like he even said to me, like you could die tonight in your sleep. And then today is a waste because you were sitting here crying about what is tomorrow. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, and that's when it finally hit me. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, we need to calm down. Like we're still in Florida. We're still on vacation, even though this is not how things were planned and how things were going to go. Like we're making the best of it. And I have Trevor sitting here right next to me when that wasn't going to happen. Like we had it planned within the trip, but it was supposed to be like a day or two. And like with other people. Yeah. And we still don't know if that's happening. We're just, just kind of like, whatever. Like, <laughs> it's just. Let it run. Yeah. But the main moral of this, I think, is just the day by day. Like, you make every day as best as you freaking can. Because you never know what tomorrow will bring. Like, you never know what the weather's going to be. You never know. Like, a hurricane could happen. A tornado could happen. You could have the worst call of your life that somebody close to you passed away. Or you could pass away. Like, you never know what is going to happen. And for us to, like, dwell and think about, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to do for the rest of the night? Like, don't worry about it, you know? Like, back to, like, nobody cares, nothing matters. 
like we just keep that's been like our mantra like just keep saying that over and over and over again like and then we'll be fine because it's so it's so true and all the stuff all the stuff that we did do nothing like you cannot plan what we have done no. you cannot write this shit in an itinerary you cannot <laughs> you cannot plan this shit out but it's the most fun that I've had in quite some time just because I've ran into so many damn obstacles and all <laughs> all I could th- all I could think is that in the future it's going to be better and in the future I'm going to have this experience to just learn from so not you you literally you cannot put any of this on a notebook on a calendar or anything hey I'm going to break my car's going to break down I'm going to figure it out and it just when you make it through because in yeah in the shitty times when my car was broken down, I did want to cry on the side of the highway. Did start to tear up when my parents called. And it's like, man, when I get through this, because it will happen, when I get through this, I'm going to feel so much better. And I'm going to be so much stronger that this is just worth it. So whatever's happening right now, just let it rip and just figure it out. And because always lessons. Yeah, you'll find a lesson in everything if you just pay attention. Jordan Peterson says, pay attention. The definition of paying attention is looking out for the things you literally do not know. So not just pay attention, keep your eyes open. No, just look for the things that you don't know and you can't explain or whatever it is. Pay attention and get to work. Because you can't can't plan it. You just can't. No, even if you have like... Like he said, I had a set like Google Docs itinerary of like, this is what we're going to do this day, that day, this day, this time. And like, I'm a very much planner. And that's something I've needed to like learn about is like when plans don't fall through is what are we going to do now? Like, how are we going to handle the situation? How are we going to make a different plan and go through with something else that was not in my mind at all? And that's something that we've talked about is us being so spontaneous and being like, let's just go walk around like Miami, see which place looks good to eat, see which beach looks good to chill at. Like just things like that. Like, well, let's go into this shop. Like just those are the best type of memories, honestly. Like if you think about like your life and like i think back to college and like some of my best memories are the ones where i was completely spontaneous with my friends where we that shit was not planned at all and it just happened and like those are our best stories and yeah just and you only yeah and you only if you have not run into something like this or you have been able to follow the plan or you and then you get stuck in the first time your plan falls through you're not going to know what to do right away. The first, it's not going to work the first time. I was fortunate enough to be in the army with the worst planners in the world. So their mantra is improvise, adapt, overcome. As cheesy as it may sound, that it works. Um, it's very it's, relevant, though, in how yeah. you are now. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because a lot of people, and this goes to the veterans, a lot of people that were in the military and are veterans, like, and they may even be judging me for saying what I just said. You kind of want to throw it behind you because in the military, it's cheesy as hell. In the military, like, dude, improvise, adapt, overcome, get the fuck out of here. Get, like, chew glass. I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> like, that's it's cheesy in there because we lived it in there and we know 
about it in there and we understand it. So it's like, all right, now you just sound stupid. And it's just like, uh, oh, you should be doing that anyways. You don't have to say it out loud. And then you get out, man, and nobody knows how to do it because they don't, you don't end up, no one else has been in the middle of a desert where a field line is broken and you have to do whatever you can to fix it. Like it doesn't come just out of nowhere. You're not going to be able to just figure it out or you, it comes with experience. And this is, this goes back to living through experience. You have to have experiences because you are what your experiences are. I was, my first thought when my car broke down was, all right, I need some duct tape. Like, what can I fix? Like, and without my experience in the military, I don't, I would have been sitting on the side of the road until I don't even know what would happen. I, I have no idea, but everything shoot. worked out. Like yeah. that's what we kept saying every day is like, everything's working out. Yeah. We planned like, nothing and every day worked out. That's how you Nothing matters. No one cares. Nothing Thank you, Brandon, for sending me that because that uh, so summed it up. Because like so many people are like, oh, my God, this person's going to think I did this and that. And like they care that I did this. They care that. I no, they don't. They don't give a crap about you and your life. Like, I'm sorry, but like most people. What? Like most people don't unless you're like a close friend like Trevor and I, where he drove for six hours where it should have been four and turned into six. But there's certain people in your life that are obviously are going to be there for you and they're going to understand that. But like, there's so many people that you're thinking like, oh my God, they're going to think this and that about what I just did. No, they're not. They're worried about them. And if somebody else is thinking about what I did and if that's okay, like they're doing the same thought process you are most likely. So, like, just live your life, like, day to day, literally, like, day to day. Like, I just. It's incredible. You know, it's it's actually really funny because I could tell, like, when you're worried about the future. Yeah. That's what just tears you down. Every time, like, you have something going on, it's because you're just worried about the future. I'm sure there's, there's, I mean, you're not alone. That's why we're doing this so that everyone else knows that yeah. you're not, you're not alone when you're worrying about the future. That's what we're here to do. It's like everyone, everyone wants a family. Everyone wants to have this big, great life, especially with social media. Everyone just thinks it's going to be easy or whatever it may be. You're not alone, man. Uh, but when you have your goal set in mind, like you have to take the step back and you, you're like, look, okay, no, this is what I want. I want a family. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. And then you start realizing, okay, this is what I have to do to get to that. Everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything else doesn't matter. And that's why, that's why this shit hasn't mattered even a bit. Cause in two weeks from now, this won't matter. Definitely in like a year from now, this won't matter. And the only thing that will matter from all of this is how I reacted to the whole situation and how I could experience explain it yeah and that's what you'll remember and that's how i'll be able to explain it to everyone else and that's how people will be able to learn from me they're wondering they're not going to be able to learn from me if i'm just sitting here crying that's why i wanted to hop on a podcast too because and another thing i really like is like it doesn't matter until it matters like if that makes any sense you have yeah you have to make it matter that's the thing no it doesn't matter until you go in your brain and you're like all right no i think this matters but does it yeah. I mean, really does it yeah. like 
But there are some things, obviously, where you're just like, okay, this does matter. And I need to actually figure this out. And and that's what that's I was saying, too. Grow. Yeah, like I could tell you're worried. You're crying. Why is she worried? Why is she crying? Okay, because she's got no, literally no plan for tomorrow. My thing with this whole thing is in my head, I have ran through 10 different options for every situ situation I've gone through. So my car broke. All right. 30 minutes of fixing, 30 minutes of calling Kevin, 30 minutes of calling my dad. What could be after that? Get a rental, get a tow truck, everything, everything. I have a rental car right now. How do I get back home? What do I, I have to drop her off, drop everything. I just, you just start turning and turning and turning. It just turns into a mess. But then you start realizing, okay, here's all these options. You have none. You're asking me why I'm able to just live right now. And it's because I know it's going to be all right because I already have all these options laid out in my head. So I said, all right, let's sit down. Let's get you your options. What are you worried about? I already knew what you're worried about. You're worried about being alone in the middle of nowhere in a place you have never been. Valid feeling. No one's going to tell you that's wrong. You're worried about having no place to stay tomorrow. Valid feeling. No one's going to tell you that's wrong. You're worried about more plans not working out. Valid feeling. The whole plans have not been working out. No one's going to tell you that's wrong. But while you're feeling these things, what's the solution? And to the, the solution to a lot of those things is just, all right, make, it your own. Make, make your own plan, be on your own. And when you're on your own, everything else, if, if it can fall into place, you can go let it fall into place. You have, okay, let's get you some options to sleep. Where can you sleep? Where do you want to sleep? Okay, what do you want to do when you're alone? Because now you've got your place to sleep. You're alone. You're not going to want to sit in your room. You sit in your room, you start crying, and it goes into a mess, and you downroad spile. So what do you want to do when you're alone? What will you enjoy? If I was from South Dakota and I came to Florida, this is what I would want to do. Let's figure out what you can do to get to that. So you're not worrying about, all right, I got nothing to do for the next four days. What was the third one? Plans flaking. That was that's where that's where go on your own comes into handy. All right, you're on your own. You could set up different plans now. So I'm on my own. I know I'm gonna be fine here alone. And this is actually a huge thing when going into relationships is people get into a relationship and they depend on the other person to kind of guide them through everything. And you get off work, then you go and you're you expect your significant other to do whatever and get a plan for you, whatever it is. It's like, no, you have to be content being alone. If you're not content alone, I can't make you content. There's, there's nothing I can do to help you. So when you're alone, what's going to make you happy? You have to decide that. I can't decide that for you. That's why the question is just so interesting, or not interesting, so important. Yeah. And for me, being from South Dakota, I was like, I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the pool. I want to <laughs> let's go get away <laughs> but just being not having the ocean at all like even if it's raining and it's still 90 degrees here when it's raining which is insane and I still would love to go to the beach and I'd still love to sit there and yes I'll be alone but I am a strong independent woman and I need to remember <laughs> that Dang. I need to remember that yeah. Because that's something that I'm just like, I can't do this alone. Like, yes, you can. Yeah, you absolutely can. You traveled here alone. You got on an airplane. You got and traveled how many miles alone? Like, why can't you sit here 
and be on the beach alone and do what you love and just bask in the sun, read a book, watch other kids laugh and have a great time. Like, she gets really important to travel. Yeah. The, so we were gonna, yeah, a while ago, but <laughs> <laughs> the importance of traveling, like, especially with you have mental health issues, is like a lot of the reason I travel is to kind of get out of my hole and to see other cultures and ethnicities and different people and meet new people and just be like just experiencing different things for sure. And you definitely will like with every trip I've gone on, there has been some sort of obstacle that I've had to maneuver my way through. And every single time through every single trip, I have came home with some sort of lesson. And whether that's me traveling alone or me traveling with somebody else, but the ones where I've traveled alone have absolutely been like God testing me. Like, how are you going to handle this situation? How are you going to go forward with this? What are you going to do? And thank God Trevor was here to help me through the first four days of this. But now like his words of wisdom and his resilience and the way that he lives makes me feel like I can do these next four days by myself. And if that is by myself, if these other plans don't come through, but just learning so much and like traveling just like invigorates your mind into like so many different things that you didn't even know that you knew. Like it just gives you so much perspective on so many other different things and it just makes you want to live. I don't know how to explain it, but for me, it just makes me really want to like travel more and get more out there and learn more and go through more of these like situations where I'm in no control at all. And then I figure some, some sort out and some sort of something out. And then like after that, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. The Florida trip. I learned this, the Nashville trip. I learned that Vegas trip. I learned that like it's you, you learn something no matter what. And it's just so important to me. I think like anyone, especially with mental health, like just get out of your state, get out of your comfort zone and just get, just get out. And yeah. Cutting you off because I think it's um, interesting to point out because she was trying to think about just flying back, changing flights because all the plans fail. And what if the new plans fail? And what if, you have nothing to do. And on the topic of mental health and just traveling, you are out of the, not necessarily whole, but you're out of whatever's causing you to feel those, fe whatever's causing you to get in that headspace. So there's plenty of things like right, even me, I, I go back home tomorrow. I'm back living at my parents. I'll be back in the same headspace that I am used to and I'm comfortable in. But when you're traveling and when you're doing something crazy or when you're out of your parents' home or you're out of wherever you're normally staying at and you're depressed in that normal state or you're thinking about this or whatever it may be, in a time like this where nothing's necessarily gone your way, you have to think, like, all right, no, I'm still out of my home. <laughs> I'm still not cooped up. I'm still not, as some like to say, in your mother's basement. 
sitting there playing video games. Um, and it's, I don't know, I guess I kind of want to talk about the synchronicity of things because on Monday, I had the most brutal day in probably three, four months. I had to call friends. I had to call a psychiatrist. I posted TikTok on getting help with a therapist. Therapy isn't going my way. Um, just a plethora of things. And it was the first time in a while where I just didn't know why, but I was breaking down. I came home from the gym. And the only way to explain it is I had just this dark black cloud over my head. Like I came home, I tried to have coffee. Maybe that would help mess up whatever neurology is in the brain. I don't know how that shit works, but figured it would probably just throw me off a little bit. Maybe didn't work. Close my eyes, try to meditate. Didn't work. Threw my phone away for a couple minutes. Didn't work. Sat outside in the sun for a couple minutes. Didn't work. Nothing seemed to be working. Nothing was going my way. And I, I had to reach out and call someone. And then sure enough, Carly calls me a couple, actually about two hours after I finally got out of my hole. And I put him in another one. No, I, I, <laughs> and it's like, man, what I'm going through is tough. At least I'm self-conscious. I'm self-aware of what's happening. I'm looking to improve it. I'm looking to get better, but there is always something worse going on. I couldn't imagine spending the money you spent to come down here just for all your plans to just dissipate. dissipate. Wow. <laughs> dissipate into fucking thin air and nothing going your way. Um, but you're out of your comfort zone. And I don't know. It's just, it all, it all was so synchronized. I don't know. But let's just say like, like he said, that was his worst day in how many months. And he still, had the initiative and the drive to drop what he was doing and just come and help me out. Like he still had that in him. Like it was still there buried deep inside that he didn't know. Like he was in this hole all day where he was just like in a cloud and didn't think anybody cared. Didn't think anything like you're in, if you know, you know, <laughs> but he still drove. And then he went through more shit that day with his vehicle. And then he still continued to come because he knew that I don't feel comfortable with you being there by yourself in Miami, especially for your first time. Like that is a genuine human. That is like a genuine person who you need in your life. And for him to say like, that was like one of the worst days of my life. And then he ended the day literally saving mine. Like, yeah, hang on, let me jump. Yeah, and I talk about this a lot. Jordan Peterson brought this up to my mind, and it's extremely crucial. But can you think of a better feeling than helping someone else? There's no better feeling than whatever it is you get from when you help someone else. It's, it's incredible. It's, yeah, it, there's, and then it, if you throw on top of that family, like if you help your – that's why like, I, I've been struggling a bit because – I got things to do. I want to set my boundaries with my parents. I got things to do. I know I have to, oh, I want to do this, 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 and this. But then all of a sudden my dad's doing something else and I have this inclination to go help him. But at the same time, I'm in my head because I'm like, all right, no, I have to do things for myself, Trevor. 
because this is how I ended up in the suicidal state in the first place, worrying about everyone else. And then I just was like, you know what? I'll, I'll help. I'll just help because I guess I'll write about this soon. The thing that has gotten me out of the most shit that I've ever been in the, even the divorce, I, I going through my divorce, then getting med boarded out of the army. And I, Two weeks before my family showed up to see the whole life that I built and all the friends that I had. Two weeks before. I just built it up. It took me four years to build it up. They came, saw everything, was so proud of me. I had a beautiful house. And then it all got shot down. And then what I did with that house was sold it to a friend for less of a profit because he was having a kid and needed a home. And that's what pulled me out. It's like, it fucking blows selling your house like that because you're just, you're set up, bro. If you just, you just stick to this, this, and this, you're set up. And then from going to the shittiest feeling of having to do that to flipping it over and knowing that you're just helping someone else so tremendously is like one, you can't describe the feeling that you get. There's a lot of feelings I can't describe and that is... Definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely up there. Yeah. <laughs> up there. So, what's the moral story here? You're, you're asking me. You're on my show. <laughs> <laughs> you're on my show, ho. <laughs> no, she, she ain't a hoe no more. What is the moral of the story, Carl? that nothing matters and nobody cares. So live your life day to day because you never know if that's going to be your last day. And if you could freaking like, he could have blew up. He could have died that day on his way to coming and saving me. You know, like you never, you did. Like I was in a place of like, what the shit do I do? I am in Miami by myself, vulnerable. Like I need help. And it's not easy to ask for help. And for me to call him, like, I was just like, I know you're four hours away. I feel awful even asking this, but like, I don't know what to do. And like, same thing when he was talking about how he didn't know what to do when he was in the car situation. Like, who am I going to call? I'm going to figure this out myself. I could call this friend. I could call my parents, but like, I don't want to call any of them. I want to figure it out on my own just freaking day to day and there's lessons within every single day that you don't even notice until like the day is done or you have a shitty day and then you're like holy crap like I learned this I learned that and I think that's the moral of this story right now like we're just day to day day to day baby (laughs) I don't know what I would say the moral of the story is just take, I think, take, take every day as a gift. Yeah. There's there I guess there's something good in every day. No matter what happens, there's something good. You could find something good. And that's actually my mom's been struggling. Not struggling. She's of course she can do it. She's made it this far. But she'll come home from work. She'll talk about like this idiot, that idiot, this idiot. My coworker did this, my coworker did that. And she's a she's in a pretty high position. She's a manager of a bunch of people. So there's a plethora of idiots that she could talk about. But she'll come home and I'm like, Mom, what good happened today? 
let me hear that because I know you got all this stuff going on. I know some some people suck, as Tom Segura would say. Um, but what what good happened? And she, without a doubt, every single time she could pull out something great. Every single time there's something good, and you, it's it's hard because you end up going in a hole, and you're like, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. But there is something good in every single day. There's something great you can experience from whatever you did. And yeah, you'll learn you'll learn a lot more from the shitty things that go wrong than the good things that go right. Because my first leader in the army was not the best. I hope there are some people watching this so they can chuckle at that. I believe they know who I'm talking about. Um and Kevin would attest to this that you learn a lot more from the shitty leaders than you do from anything else. And even this is one of the biggest things I learned is I have my priorities straight. I know what I want to do. I know what would stop this from happening next time. And I just want to get there so I can do it. And it's the same thing in the military. I know this shitty leader or wherever you're at. You could be in any situation, any work job, anything. Here's this shitty leader. Here's what he's done to me. I'm going to make sure that I don't do that to anyone else. And it goes for a lot of people with fathers that are troubled families, no father around or whatever it is, it, it normally ends up flipping. Like, look, I don't want to be that person. I'm going to be around for my kid or whatever it is. It, it normally ends up flipping around. And that's, I think that's what you can learn from this. The moral of the story is there's the bad, you learn a lot more from the bad things than you learn from the good. The good things are great. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the great good things, especially when they're planned. Yeah, and, just <laughs> and everything just goes nice and smooth and you can enjoy the ride because you planned it out ahead of time. You don't have to worry about anything. Those are the great times. But the times like this is uh, where you kind of just sit back, relax, reflect and figure things out and uh, really enjoyed doing this because it was a big, uh, big reflection time. For both of us. Yeah. I think we we could use we needed that. Yeah, <laughs> you needed, we needed that. To I could talk about this too. Yeah. Like we just needed to get it out to other people. Like I think we should make podcasts about this. Like, yeah, we yeah we were gonna talk about it anyways. We have been talking about all this. That's why we're here talking about it now. Is because and that was another thing on my way down to Kevin when my car broke. Is like at least I'm going to a person where I could talk about all this bullshit with, and we can bounce it back and forth, and we don't I don't have to just like go down meet a person, sit in the corner, drink with a corner of four people and no one really knows me, whatever it is. Find the good people in your life. Be willing to do anything for them and know that it's going to be all right because you're with a good person. Money doesn't matter. No one cares. Nothing matters. And it's just going to be all right. Everything's going to be, be all right. right. <laughs> anything else you got? No, you pretty much closed that perfectly. Well, all right. All right. We'll see y'all next time on the Mind Over Matter podcast. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>